1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. da 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 da
2: da 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 are very welcome back to Suckheads, the unofficial Succession recap podcast with myself, Fanula Jones, and the very gorgeous Owen Keeney sporting a delicious new haircut. How are you, On?
3: God, thank you so much. For <laughs> I feel as if my mom was wearing like a Succession outfit today.
2: <laughs> you are. You always come very Succession dressed in a way that I never do, but I am wearing, I've got my Cousin Greg oh my t-shirt God. on. I don't know if you can see That's that there amazing. in the camera.
3: I didn't notice it. I was like, I thought it was Dustin. I was like, oh my God, Dustin is <laughs> dirty. <Turkey." laughs> Uh, close enough close
2: enough that's it uh we are here to recap kill list and living plus the latest two episodes of succession season four very excited to get into it before we do i must also issue a correction because i called carolina katarina in the last episode and it's haunted me (laughs) since and imagining people listening to that being like she doesn't have a fucking clue i'm so sorry all honored carolina my fave
3: especially because you love her
2: I love her. And she has a great, like, she's a great out in this first episode that we're about mm-hmm. to talk about, which is kill list. They are going to bleed the <laughs> Swede. So as we mentioned on the last few episodes, this timeline, my favorite phrase ever. The timeline is like, this is still a couple of days after Logan's death. Uh, Kendall and Roman are kind of now in there as co-CEOs. Kendall is back listening to rap music. And you know when that happens, he's he's good girls. The depression <laughs> is over. The cloud is lifted. <laughs> He's going into the building and they're going to meet up to kind of figure things out and moving forward whatever else. Roman's already there with the old guard and they're all chatting, blah, blah, blah. Shiv kind of nowhere to be seen. Uh, And then I think it's Frank gets the text or whatever, gets an email that's like Lucas Mattson wants them all to come to Norway to kind of finalise the deal and also have this cultural compatibility meeting to see Mm. like their team and... How Waystar will work together, and like you've mentioned on previous episodes, you know, when this shit starts being teased, we're getting into a good like negotiation, we're getting into the room with them. I was very, very excited going into this.
3: Uh, me too. I, I, I was like, you know, it's kind of this insight that you get into these super like highly charged work environments that they even do these kind of things, you know, that they have this cultural. You know collaboration and that they go on these like these weekends where they all seem to do mdma and like party in the norwegian forest it's just like you know when I compare it to our jobs i'm just like we barely we go, go to toners
2: you <laughs> can't get us back to the office and they are like getting on planes to go to other countries like it's incredible
3: i was going to say that like it, since I found out that this is all meant to be one, that every episode is one day, it's kind of ruining it for me. I'm like, this is so ridiculous. These people never sleep.
2: As in you just don't think it's like realistic enough?
3: I just don't think it's realistic. Like, I just don't think it's, I think like the idea that Matson is bringing everyone out like literally days after Logan, Logan was completely forgotten about. Where's the body? I mean, what, Conan's the only, or not Conan, Connor is the only person who's... <laughs> <laughs> Connor's the only person who seems to know anything about where the body is I mean they've just all moved on so quickly I'm just like they're all jetting off to Norway I
2: don't know That's the one thing I will say about how Americans and like the UK deal with death and like the funeral Mm. arrangements and how it takes like weeks until they're buried and we're like Get, we're like get him in the ground get him in the fucking ground i am yeah. done with this three days the sooner i can get on the pints the better like the brits take weeks and it seems like this is being and i'm sure the series is culminating with the funeral whatever and we are maybe we'll see logan and his oh, kids. maybe yeah. we won't but yeah just totally different attitudes to it but yeah i completely agree that it was like it's also mad that they just as much as they are like wrangling with this and finding it really hard that they've left it to connor the most inept child no offense love him
3: but of all people and i oh yeah i don't know i mean connor is connor who's just also a newlywed it's like everything is happening they're having the most horrid two weeks of their (laughs) lives but anyway i know it's it's just it's just a bit mad i suppose but yeah
2: let them go on their honeymoon. Let them go to the Maldives. Don't he doesn't yeah. need to be doing any dicking around with or let Marsha do it. Marsha seems on top of it. Let her no. off.
3: Marsha's probably back in Milan shopping forever. <laughs> Lucky woman. But like you oh. know Connor's also in the middle of a presidential campaign because he's going to like Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania. I've been,
2: what did he say when he rang them about the kind of funeral arrangements? And he was like, I've just had to cancel on a group of working class whites. And it's like, <laughs> Connor, Connor, baby, no, 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 no. Oh, he, he could pull through. Late runner, I'm telling you. He's the president of uh, our Oh, truly, truly. All of our hearts. Uh, okay, so they get the email. They have to go to Norway straight away. They're all kind of a bit like ugh, taken aback by it. But Kendall's like, right, let's go in charge bleed the swede uh you can see that even as they're going over and they're kind of prepping the final things for the deal that it's like the old guys still don't really trust them and then i suppose mm. interestingly you have like Shave who is you know initially they were told it's uh, roman and kendall are like it's not just the two of us you're over everything but Shave is starting to already be left out of kind of meetings and she's like i'm not being called about stuff like this and they're on the plane over and they're trying to prep everything. And that's when Shiv actually brings up about the fact that in the press, there's all these kind of hit pieces about Logan and it, they seem to be kind of boosting kind of Kendall and Roman and talking about how they were actually way more involved towards the end than they were, which is what Kendall told Hugo to do behind Roman's back. And again, we're seeing that little thing of killer Kendall where, I don't know if Shiv fully believes him, but Kendall's fully like, don't know where that came from. Even goes as far as calling Hugo in being like, if we find out who this is like they're dead essentially
3: yeah so devious but as you say i mean it's like a uh, kendall is really coming back into i think he's like almost assuming the role of logan since logan is gone and i think this is as you say killer kendall is back and this is the kind of this is the person that i remember from the first season you know the one who was going to challenge logan and who was going to you know take his rightful place this is this is the same character i see coming back and like maybe it's a classic case of you know he couldn't live in his father's shadow and now that his that he's no longer living in it that he's unleashed, but I do think it, yeah I think you're right you're right it's like it's super interesting to see them all kind of you know prepare for this. Siobhan's completely getting sidelined. The the three the old guards they had some very funny way to describe them. Oh, I can't remember. Should have written it down. But there was the Jerry. Frank, March to the Hall- Emperor
2: Penguins was one which I loved. <laughs> <Yes>. So good.
3: <laughs> but like. It's so like, it's so evident that they're the only people who are, I mean, and it's, it becomes even more so, I think, in, ep- in the in episode six, which I know we'll, just, we'll talk about it in a bit. But like Jerry, Frank and Carl are the ones who are holding this together. And it's like, then I just think the kids are like, they're almost squabbling amongst each other. And then we can see that they're, they're making alliances, breaking alliances, hatching plans, foiling plans, forgetting about the plans. And it's just like, it's just so chaotic under their leadership, if you can call it that. But then I guess, so basically what they decide, well, well, they're kind of prepping for to go over to meet Matson, Who's planning to buy the company? Well, he's kind of carving out a bit of the company and they're going to keep ATN, which is like the Fox News, basically. Um, and this is, mm. uh, the ATN is kind of almost the jewel in the crown. It's also what was closest to Logan's heart. So I guess there's more of a sentimental value with it as well. So then they're kind of, you know, they're going over on the plane and they know that they, they want to get $1, what is it, One $1.47? Um, a share is what they what they want to aim for or $1.44 if I'm not mistaken Yeah. and then this yeah. is what they have to go that's that's basically what they have to you know they that's their negotiation that that's their that's the um, that's what they have to that's what they have to get at after all this uh, back and forth with Mattson and they know it's going to be a really tough negotiation and also they're going to his I always think it's very symbolic, symbolic that they're, you know, they're leaving basically their grief and going across the world to Norway, uh, which is always also the weirdest of the Scandinavian countries. Let's be honest.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, Don't alienate the Norwegian <laughs> listeners, Owen. <Yeah. laughs>
3: you know, no, it is Norway, weird. I'm Sorry,
2: guys. It's weird. On. It's weird.
3: They're so fucked. <laughs> they're, they're going to Norway. <laughs> and then, you know, you go, it's almost like this James Bond villain place you know that there's like a birds you know, one of those c- cable cars which I do not trust going up uh to bring them up to you know this uh, up on, up in the sky almost like an eagle's nest so it's always very like very symbolic um, mm. and there they, they have to wait and I thought that was again where we saw it very much you know where we saw um, Kendall and Roman band together and also leave Shiv behind because mm. when they went up there they went in it was kind of like a private negotiation between Matson and the two brothers Kendall and Roman and Shiv was left out with the Emperor Penguins, Kerry, uh, Jerry, Carol and Frank. And uh, by the time they, had, they, they came out and they finished their, you know, tête-à-tête, um, Shiv had already gone down, which I thought was again very symbolic. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was super, yeah, well, super interesting to see, to see the interactions between and who is, I mean, Fionnuala, you can go into this, but like Hossby, one of the weirdest people on TV
2: so strange the lack of shoes just his behaviour as we'll get into later on that he shares with Shiv but you mentioned yes. like some of the good lines about the kind of groupings and the people or whatever another one that I missed the first time around but I re-watched ahead of recording this uh, at one point Greg and Tom before they get on the plane before they're in Norway they're talking about like because there's this is when we start talking about like the kill list and who would potentially be sacked if this deal goes through and Mattson takes over and that's why he wants to meet the teams as well so Greg's talking to Tom and he's like, are you worried? And Tom's, I'm paraphrasing, but Tom's essentially like, no, I'm not worried about Mattson, but I'm worried about the cast of Bugsy Malone over there killing me off, talking about the siblings.
3: <laughs>
2: so good. So good.
3: Oh, yeah, so, that, so good. I suppose that's, what, 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 that's the name where the name the kill this comes from, because basically when two companies merge, they can't keep everyone. So they need to decide who, who the strongest are um, from both, you know from um the american company and matson's company and then we get like i think it was jerry who gave this great pep talk that they're mm. going to go conquer the vikings and that you know we're they're all cushioned with their social security nets and you know that the americans really are the uh, are the fittest and that they'll come through which i thought was really it was interesting again that it came from jerry but um
2: raised by wolves she by says wolves. so good <laughs> uh, but sorry on norway right and on that surrounding was it not very like center parks for people who are interested in cryptocurrency or something it was all very wooden like it gave me Cabo Cabins vibes (laughs) no they don't make it actually look like that enticing or appealing and as you mentioned they're all there kind of drinking and having fun and but it's like it just seems like the most stressful holiday Um, ever
3: if I arrived there I'd be like oh great I'm gonna get murdered fantastic (laughs)
2: You know, you yeah, a lot know,
3: of woodland. Come to a crime scene. And then mm. the reason that we all know Alexander Skarsgård, who plays Matson, was because he used to be in True Blood. And I was like, this is where a vampire would live. I'm <laughs> telling Sucky you. and
2: Bale are about to come out from behind yeah. a tree and just knives and forks are clinking. like.
3: I, I felt as if it was like one of those places where they're all going like, to... It was very midsummer, which I suppose is probably ruined. Yes. But like, I felt as if they're all like, oh, drink the mead. And then suddenly there'd be like an orgy where everyone gets stabbed. Which is not if you want a business meeting
2: to go. Not if you want a business meeting or an orgy to go. Not that I know, have never been, but would assume you don't want to be stabbed at the end. Either, either. (laughs) You don't want to be stabbed at the end of either of those. (laughs) Anyway, anyway. Yeah, so as you mentioned, negotiations begin and it's initially Madsen, Kendall, Roman. And that's when Madsen drops the bomb. He's kind of fucking around with them initially, but then he's like, no, like I, Same deal. I want ATN. And Roman's as you Roman's like, no, like, we're not into this. Mm. Kendall is a little bit more willing to hear him out. And again, this is where you see how the two of them are kind of dealing separately with both the business and their grief post Logan dying. Like, Roman hasn't pre-grieved in Invertigamas at all. Roman is still really struggling with this. And I think he sees selling ATN is a betrayal. I think he ultimately agrees with Shiv and what Shiv says later about ATN being a toxic asset. I don't think he actually has any interest in it. He talks about bringing ATN and Pierce together, which is like so funny. I keep forgetting that they've bought Pierce and that happened literally at the start of the season. And it's like, lol, this little TV network that we've just forgotten about, it's crazy.
3: Yeah, the the matriarch of the Pierce family is still in her Napa Valley winery. She's like waiting for the Logan Roy's funeral. She can go and like pour champagne over his coffin with the billions she's ever getting for his children.
2: She's refreshing like her banking app, just waiting for the direct deposit to hit. Like
3: just any minute now. We've all been there, babes.
2: (laughs) Truly, truly. (laughs) Um, But Kendall is very much like, okay, let's. We'll go talk about it. Um, The old guys are very impressed that they're after getting this mad big number. I think at this point, it's like 180 per share is what they're after. And they're like, the old guys are like, that's incredible. Jerry's really impressed. Carl and Frank are really impressed. Shiv has already gone down, as you mentioned. She doesn't really care. She's out in the woods being at one with nature and Mm. she comes to them and is like i'm after hearing this rumor that jared mencken has this like direct line to atn that's really bad you know like
3: the candidate for the for the presidency he's like the really far alt-right guy who logan like selected as his candidate for the presidency but as you say he basically has a direct line with sid who Mm. is head of atn news and that's yeah as you say but like my question is, ATN is, is such, like, Shiv is so right, it's such a toxic asset. Like, it's obviously, uh, it, it, I think it's obviously based on Fox News, but it's, it's turning into, like, propaganda TV. And it's, mm. it, you, you can see, and again, it's kind of discussed in the sixth episode as well, how its bad rep is affecting the other parts of the other uh, factions of the business and how it's just getting completely out of control and that they're going way to the right in a way that's just completely ridiculous. So that's, that, that's when we start, we start to see how Shave is like, let's get rid of it. It's a toxic acid.
2: And Shave has always been kind of, like I don't, she's not left-wing by any means, but like she's always been a little bit more centered than the two lads. And again, I think this is where like you see the differentiations between them and the similarities that they each kind of share with Logan. Like, she is very similar to Logan in some ways, but politically they were never, ever aligned. Like, she really thinks this is a barn when she says it to the lads. And Roman's kind of like, I don't care, like, doesn't really care. Kendall doesn't even really seem to take it in because he wants to tell her about the deal and I think he's more excited about this new deal and getting it over the line Um, but uh, then as we said already they tell her they're like Matts and Wands Etienne and she's like grand get rid of a toxic asset the lads are still a bit like "Mm, I don't know like Roman's very much like not here for it Kendall's, Kendall's thinking because we can see He's loving steering the ship. He's loving being the person in charge. Like he is back. He's got the Jay-Z on. He's got the shades on. He's telling people to fuck off. Like he is. Yeah. He's in it now and he's getting the taste for it again. And he's like, I want to. This is it. This could be it for me. This is the future. And this is what he thinks Logan wanted. Going back to the underlying line thing.
3: Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's like Roman is worried about... Uh, like, you know, pissing off his father who's by selling his jewel. But as you say, Mm. Kendall's becoming more and more drunk on power. And I think he makes some comment as well in this episode where he's like, I am already rich. You know, I don't need this deal to be rich. And that he's he's like, he's becoming more and more confident in himself, which is always dangerous because whenever Kendall gets confident, it all falls apart.
2: Yeah, he just needs... A teaspoon of extra shame at all times. A lot of people could do with a teaspoon of extra shame, but Kendall especially because he just goes over the edge. Um, what did you think about the scene where the Swedish counterparts, Scandinavian counterparts meet their American Waystar oh, counterparts?
3: I absolutely love this because as you, I'm going to call her, I was going to call her Katarina, but Carolina is like, she's so good when she, when she meets, uh, is it Ebba? Who is Ebba,
2: yeah. Her yeah. comms counterpart for Mattson.
3: Absolutely. And I thought it was just like it's like it's like a seven-second clip, but I was like, I'm obsessed with this, where she just goes over and she's like, Ebba, you look great. So refreshed. And <laughs> like this, and then you can just see that Eva's kind of like, wait, what, what what do I have to be refreshed about? And she completely destroys her. And then you can see Carolina just stares at her as she walks on. It's brilliant. Where, meanwhile, Hugh goes there double fisting it at, at the buffet. <laughs> like. Couldn't have any more cheese on his plate if he wanted to. Looks like a complete idiot. Uh, but I, I, again, I just I loved it. And then Tom, Tom, Momsams, We see the you know the animal is back, and uh, he's ready to he's ready to attack. It's it's a it's a great moment when you see all the, actually all the interactions of the of the Swedish business <clears throat> and the American business. I thought were super interesting. We also saw like Greg and Tom try to attempt to do small talk. Uh, Greg en- ends up talking about France and he's like you know the baguette is greater than the bagel which I mean is th- I mean that is true I mean I, I, w- I would say that.
2: Categorically that is true from an eating perspective there's yeah. more eating in a baguette than there is a bagel. <laughs> don't come at us bagel lovers that's yeah, fact, just the truth just but what do you think On is France gonna make it?
3: I don't know I think I think so <laughs> I, 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 I'd bet on it I'd prefer it than Norway anyway that's for sure.
2: That's it. Yeah. That's better cheese, better wine. We'll give him that. Exactly. We'll give him that. Yeah. I love that Eb and Carolina scene as well. Like when she's, she's just like circling her and just staring at her and like, <laughs> she says good morning in whatever Norwegian or Swedish, whatever. And uh she's like, she's like Carolina, right? And she's like, yes that's correct or something she's oh the put down is just it's so subtle but yeah to compare the confidence that she has in comparison to hugo who is like already like a sniveling wreck kind of going into this and as you said pockets full to the brim of mini boxes of cereal and pastries
3: it's the last buffet he's ever going to be at you know (laughs) he knows his days are numbered he knows he's not going to get this corporate retreat anymore
2: Oh poor Hugo. Um, i tell you what I missed as well the first time around but I, it was I saw it online uh, when they go up initially to speak to Madsen mm. and obviously this is still in the wake of like Logan's death and kind of Roman makes an initial point of it about the fact that like oh well Logan didn't die yesterday he died like a couple of days ago so like it's fine kind of being like basically like no it's not and then Madsen makes this point about his dad and yeah. that he found his dad when he died, like at the wheel of a car or something. And then there's this whole awkward thing where it's like, oh, like I don't get any condolences. Like that was really traumatic for me as well. Yeah. Like him and Roman are more similar than I think either of them think.
3: And I think, that's, realize. Why Mat- I think that's why Matson loves Roman as well. Like, I mean, mm. like, they're both kind of like, yeah, as you say, they can kind of understand each other and they're both kind of bold and wicked in a certain way. Um, yeah, but I thought that, again, all the insights we got into Matson confirm my uh, belief that he's a complete and utter weirdo. Um, but obviously he has, like, he has a huge trauma, I guess. I mean, it was very heavily suggested that his father had taken his own life and that mm. was how he had. Um, and, but that almost kind of spurs him on to succeed and to, to achieve. And that's why he wants to get this, you know, to, to, to really subsume um, Waisar Royko and to completely take over the business and to make, do something with it that, and allow, get full control. And ultimately, I think that is what this whole you know, series is about, is control. And it's the power to get it, and it's you know, mm. the desire for control, whether it's over emotions or over business or over people. And I think we see that again and again and again, that you know, Logan was the person who kind of had, who held everything together. Logan is now gone. And everyone's scrambling to get whatever piece of the pie, whatever meager piece of the pie they can, and they're just kind of they're stabbing each other in the back, left, right, and centre to get it.
2: And also trying to kind of figure out who they are without Logan and yeah. like re-identify themselves because I think that's the biggest thing you're seeing with the si- seeing with the siblings is like none of them really know who they are anymore or they know who they think they are and who they want to be and Mm. then they're trying to get there and as you said that's where the backstagment comes in where it's like trying to prove yourself to a ghost in a way trying to prove yourself to like a past you it's very strange and very very interesting to watch
3: but do you think that uh, before logan passed away that all the siblings did their whole identity was based around who can impress logan and who can be logan's favorite and now that that's gone, it's like the rug has been pulled from under them, and they don't know how to act because they don't know right. impressed. They don't know what's going on. They who who is the person that they're trying to you know who are they trying to um, show or prove themselves to? I mean, is it is it the, the the emperor penguins Jerry Carol and Frank, or who is it? Is it the public? Is it Matts? I
2: think. I think it's to each other and I think it's ultimately to Logan's legacy. It's definitely not to the old lads. They do not give a fuck about them. I don't think any of them re I think in certain situations you could say it is to Matson, but I think ultimately it will always be like it's gonna be the ghost of Logan. It's gonna follow them yeah. forever, like and it's about it's proving it to him, proving it to each other I suppose in a way like I think ultimately that's the only thing that matters to them but I think it's Logan matters first and then it's whatever the rest of them think and we can even see that with how they're acting in the episodes.
3: Well it was almost as if Logan was there with them when eventually Roman and Kendall end up on this like mountain again like literally James Bond villain uh up on this mountaintop a helicopter has let them off isn't that it or was it the cable car I don't I can't remember.
2: I think they get the cable car again to a certain point because that's also when... Uh, so as we mentioned, yeah, as we mentioned at the top of the episode, like Connor is back at home with Will and he's trying to sort out the funeral arrangements and Marsha wants him in a kilt. Connor is kind of freaking out about it and that's when he rings the siblings to be like, I need... I need you to just give me a veto to be like, whatever I say goes. And they're kind of like, yeah, okay, fuck off. Stop bringing us. We're dealing with important things.
3: It's going to end up looking like Dame Edna Everidge inside in that coffin. (laughs) Connor is in charge. He's going to be draped in an American flag. There's going to be people, Like, there's going to be fire breathers. He's
2: going to have a gun in the coffin, 100%, a a massive gun.
3: God, it's going to end up being like a campaign stop for Connor's presidential campaign. Oh, my God. Anyway, it would
2: be a better idea than whatever the fuck he was doing prior to this. But yeah, <laughs> anyway, he he rings them and he's like, and that they get him off the phone, whatever. And that's prior to the initial first negotiation. And now we're at the kind of second negotiation. And again, it's just the two lads. They're going up in the cable car. And Roman gets a text from Connor of, we're not shown this, but what we can presume is Logan's body in the kilt to be like, is this okay? Because he talked about it on the first phone call. He was like, I can send pictures. Roman's like, no, do not send pictures. He does it anyway. (laughs) Roman is fucking rattled. Roman's like, do you want to see to Kendall? Kendall's like, no. And this kind of sets the precedent for what happens in this next negotiation. So they've decided amongst themselves... And I don't think they've said this to Shiv. I'm pretty sure they haven't. But they basically both decided that they're going to fuck the deal because Kendall likes being in charge. Roman doesn't like it as much, I think, but he is too sentimental about ATN and ultimately thinks it's the wrong thing to do to sell it, especially to someone like Matson. So they're up on the mountain and they're like, yeah, look, this isn't really, it's not appealing for us. We're still open to a deal with ATN. And he says, Matson says like a lot of like very kind of point things. He said he calls Logan a prick uh, and Roman is like, he's not a prick. He was never a yeah. prick. And Matson's like, mm. and everyone at home is like, mm, baby girl, are you sure? Are you sure? He was a bit of a prick. Uh, and then he said he preferred to negotiate with him and said Logan would be embarrassed by them. And I think at that point, Kendall would have, would have been like, okay, fine, we fuck the deal. Like, it's grand. But then Roman just can't let it go overtaken my rage it's kind of like he's taken over nearly by Logan's spirit in a way he goes up and he's hey. like we're going to grind this deal to a halt like I hate you you've dragged me out here you dragged us all out here our dad died a couple of days ago no compassion yeah. whatever blah 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 paraphrasing that's essentially uh, what he said and then Matson fucks off because they assume the deal is done
3: did you notice that all the time that Roman was giving out to Matson and being like you know you dragged us out here you've nearly fucked us over that Matson was peeing <laughs>
2: It's very homoerotic-like, isn't it? It's extremely homoerotic. I was like... They're how? always pissing together somehow, Roman and him. Exactly.
3: This has happened happened before with Mattson and happened with Mencken. Roman is always just there beside the urinal. Oh <laughs>
2: my God, Roman is a piss kink among all about? of his other problems. That's the last <laughs> thing he needs is a piss kink. <laughs> yes.
3: Exactly. But also, what the hell is Mattson drinking? He was peeing for like two minutes. Roman was giving a full model. Yeah. Of- you don't,
2: don't believe those health people who are like, you need to drink three litres of water a day. Like you don't, like that's been disproven. Drink however much you feel you need.
3: Exactly. And you're up and down like a yo-yo going to the bathroom at night. No, thank you. See, Absolutely, health advice. No thanks. We're giving everything a the because
2: Health advice from sockheads Two people who do not have medical degrees. Way. Yeah, so Mattson fucks off. He's like, the deal is done. They're both kind of shouting back at Kendall. Kendall's like, okay, well, like, job done. Like, we fucked the deal, like, grand. Um, And they're on the flight back. And Frank, I'm pretty sure it's Frank, gets a call. And it's Mattson. And yeah, yeah, Frank's just there again. Uh, It's Mattson. And he's like, do you want to talk to two lads? He's like, no. And they basically get a new deal in. And it's 192, which is like another bump uh, astronomical. like everyone's like really impressed with them, well done guys, good job Pendle, good job Roman, etc, cetera, etc cetera. Uh, Shave is now kind of in bed with Matson in a way, she's like mm. being the inside link for him and they're kind of not conspiring together because I don't think they are but they're basically, I don't know, I think Matson's found like a friend in her and is using her for info and she's also using him for info I don't think there's anything like I don't think it's going to transpire into anything romantic what do you think do you
3: I don't know I was kind of like I think that uh, Shiv fancies Matson, and like you I, also I don't Yeah, you know, she I mean <laughs> who can't be blamed despite the fact that he takes two minute teas there are, he has a lot going and he drains his own blood and sends it to his ex-girlfriends which he did reveal in that episode do you remember when Shiv and him were talking
2: yes so while they're like partying and at one point there's like a, a good really good couple of scenes where they're like kind of enjoying the downtime like there's a few of the lads in the sauna and then we get a party scene and everyone's drinking and Shiv is back in Madsen's room with him and he offers her a line I'm pretty sure she doesn't take it again because let's not forget Shiv is pregnant um they're she is a glass but they're not she, they're not drinking I don't think
3: I, I thought I thought she drank the whiskey and then I was like, maybe... Oh, was I wasn't was sure. Before. Maybe you're allowed to drink when you're pregnant. no. It's,
2: <laughs> oh, okay, you're dragging us into a grey area here that we absolutely... Whenever we're pissing advice, we cannot get pregnancy advice on this podcast. But anyway, <laughs> so I, yeah. They're together, they're chatting. Madsen is kind of regaling his woes. Like, Ebba, the comms girl, is his ex-girlfriend. And they seem to have this really toxic, blurred line, work, personal relationship. He's constantly sending her blood... He's kind of half looking for advice on that. It's mad. Imagine making a pros and cons list for like dating Madsen. Imagine going to the girls, the group chat and being like, guys, I've met this guy, Swedish. Oh, hot like you wouldn't believe. He took his stuff off in front of me. But, but, pisses like a racehorse. Uh, and keeps sending me his blood. Bit weird. No? What do we think? Pros and but cons, he's girls?
3: He's a billionaire. And I'd be like, girl, take it. <laughs> like, there is a blood transfusion shortage in this country.
2: Oh, my God. OK, but so you think maybe because I, I think she likes was, the attention, but I think she's, I don't know. I don't I, I i don't see it. I think she likes the attention, but I think that's all it is.
3: I I, I think that she, you know, she sees what everyone else sees, which is like, I, I think she's a flirt as well. I think she's, mm. she enjoys being kind of toying with people and she hasn't got a chance to do that much because she's been sidelined by her brother. So maybe she, maybe you're right. Maybe she's just enjoying like, you know, being the being on the inside track and having this line of communication open with Mattson. But I think she definitely probably does. She's attracted to him in a certain way. I don't
2: While know. she's kind of dealing with this as well, the lines of communication seem to have kind of reopened with Tom in a significant way. What did you make yeah. of that scene back in Norway where uh, they kind of have this weird argument where Tom initiates the conversation and seems to be kind of being, you know, like just normal conversation stuff about the deal or something like that, mm-hmm. something to do with the company. And Shiv just starts having a go at his gorgeous white shoes.
3: Yeah, yes. It, it, it's just, oh, their conversations are just so tortured as well. I think like, Shiv was basically kind of, we have to remember the episode was called Kill List and she was kind of implying mm. that he was going to be on the kill list. And then she was kind mm. of like, oh, doesn't she say that on the, at the very end on the plane, she's like, you know, well, Sid's obviously too close to, uh, you know, the um, the candidate, so we have to get rid of her. So maybe we could put you in a job at ATN. You could take over from her. And then she's kind of dangling again. She's toying with him. It's like a, a cat with a ball of yarn. And I think she's just, I don't know. Maybe they are in love. I don't know.
2: But I think he's back in the, I think he's in the game now or maybe he was always in the game which I think we learn a bit more about in the next episode of Living Plus Mm. which we'll talk about but even when he's able to get back at her with like the flick and the barnacle meat comment about her earlobes like he's not maybe he isn't like doormat Tom that some people think he is but I think it's also like you can feel the chemistry there between them mm-hmm. when they're sh- sh- shoveling out these horrible barbs um, at each other it's the most chemistry I felt between the two of them in sure. it even more so even in that first episode when they're lying next to each other in the bed
3: yes this is really where you can see they're you know they're, they're like the Liz Taylor and Richard Burton of the, of the corporate CEO world you know they're just like they're at their best when they're at each other's throats and it's like, but I agree. You really can feel, I just think, sure, I, maybe I fancy Shiv. She's just like such a flirt, you know. She's just going through the episode and everyone's loving her. She has everyone under her thumb.
2: Everyone fancies Shiv. It's okay. Lean into it. I would. Um, <laughs> but as you mentioned about the kid list, which we'll talk about more in a second, there was that conversation yeah. between uh, Roman and Kendall and Shiv on the plane over when they're kind of going through their maths and dossier and trying to figure out like, negotiation tactics are how they're going to do it and she's kind of having a go with the two of them and whatever else and it brings up the press around Logan and that's when Kendall is basically like offers to slit Tom's throat in a mm-hmm. business sense not in a literal sense so that would take a very different turn for the show I would say Yeah. Um, but in the end I think she saves him as you mentioned because she's she's talked to Matt and I think she's the one who's put in a good word because Tom doesn't end up on this provisional like, Perfect. subject to change kill list.
3: Mm-hmm. But then uh, someone, I think uh, I think Gav Riley actually said it to me. He was like, he thinks that she's just giving Tom this opportunity to go back to ATN so that she can eventually be the one who cuts, who slits his throat. It's full of Greek imagery. Do you know? She, she wants to keep yes. him. there So she can get rid of him.
2: Okay. That's interesting. You know? That's very interesting. It's I'm like, not sure I fully buy it. Just because of the next episode? But I we'll...
3: agree. I agree. I Wait don't know. And he said it to me first, I was like, oh my God, that makes perfect sense. But then in, the, in episode six, we see them get really close to each other and like almost fall in love again. I know we'll talk about it in a few minutes, but like that's where you kind of, I, I was kind of like, okay, maybe I do believe in their love story, you know? But
2: then is that not the ultimate betrayal? Like reeling them back in and then say sayonara, single mama, a single uh, mom who works two jobs, who loves her kids and never stops. <laughs> Peace out, Tom, Tom guns. Fuck you.
3: Imagine if Shiv comes back with a Reba haircut. <laughs> I would like to see it. Um, I would like to see it. Do, okay, do you think that, do you think that, she, because Shiv has done a very good job of keeping this pregnancy a secret. And is she still pregnant?
2: I was considering this as well because and I'm not that sure like, because you do see her drink at the end of that episode. Yeah,
3: 100%. And she was drinking champagne as well at some other point. Not at the wedding, but she seems to be a lot more freer around alcohol. So I was kind of like,
2: Mm. I obviously there's still a couple of episodes to go. Anything could happen, but I feel like if something like that were to have happened, I feel like they would have maybe shown it more ex- yeah. explicitly in a way, in terms of another phone call or something. I don't know. I feel like it's too big of a bomb for it to not go anywhere not with Tom. Yeah. Maybe I not. don't know. Maybe
3: I don't know. Time will see. Down.
2: We've four episodes left, don't we? This was episode five, and we're about to talk about episode six. And the way they're going, uh,
3: to be born by the end of this, end of this, end of the four episodes. The way they're, get, they're yeah, getting all these life milestones, funerals,
2: Logan Junior, LJ, oh, Aww, little LJ, oh my god, Aww.
3: Logan Junior,
2: oh. I bet you will, hundred percent.
3: So pissed off.
2: Anyway, sorry. Before we get into Living Plus episode, here's who's on the kill list. We had Ray and Mark, who are two people. Have we met them before no, in they're... the show? I was like, who Okay, are these people. Why do I care about them? At the end, I was like, oh. No. Wait a minute. Absolutely not. They got a holiday to Norway. Like, they're fine. And they're getting such a nice payout. Yeah, exactly. Delicious. Uh, Hugo, comms guy, Mm -hmm. not surprising there. Though he does seem a bit surprised, which I'm like, okay, Hugo. Uh, And then Frank and Carl. So basically, in terms of people who I think they thought would be on the list, obviously everyone thought Greg a lot of people thought Tom. Yeah. There were conversations around why Carolina didn't make the list and like Jerry. Uh, but well, my, as you the, said, proven in the episode, Jerry knows her shit. Like Jerry not, is I, a safe pair of hands. I've, always has been, always will be. And same with Carolina.
3: See, Jerry is the person who I want to end up with the company. I've decided. I think Jerry, Jerry is my. she's my hero. She's the one who's, who has consistently exhibited the most business acumen and the most sense throughout the whole thing. and Frank seemed delighted. They're going to retire. They're going to get a huge redundancy, nice payout. They have their, they're going to have their, their, like, house in Florida. I don't know. They're going to go down there and play golf and vote Republican. They'll have a great time. Hugo seems to be absolutely dejected. Again, probably because he won't get any more breakfast buffets. The other two, we've never seen them before. And everyone has seems so shocked that Tom isn't on the kill list. mm more
2: talked about Tom than Greg but then I'm just like is it just because Greg is so forgettable uh, I but the,
3: the, didn't does the Matt isn't there a point when Mattson is like I'm sorry I didn't know even know they you on the list like was Greg even meant to be there Greg's <laughs> <laughs> a
2: Greg went in with the bags
3: yeah, literally but then I was also wondering I was like do, you know do they ever have to go through passport control on these private jets no a hundred percent not but
2: then are you... T- no, I'm sorry. The Roy's are not putting their liquids into the fucking shitty little sandwich bags. Are you for real? They, there's a hall where they go down and they're at their plane and that's that.
3: This is what I was wondering though. I mean, like, like, where do, pe- where do people who travel on private jets, like, do they have to go to? Like, yeah. Do, like, can you imagine them in Dublin airport, you know? Out in the smoke. Do
2: they get duty free? Do they get to get the nice bag of the Kinder Chocobans home with them every time? Like, Are they,
3: are they buying a Toblerone? <laughs>
2: Oh my God. It's
3: just, I don't know. I don't know. It's a different world. Rich
2: people miss out on a lot. Like, yeah, you have all the money you want. You can never take away my little treat in the airport for me.
3: Absolutely. Burger King in Dublin Airport. It's, you know, it's it's a ritual.
2: (laughs) Delicious. Delicious. Okay, let's talk episode six Mm -hmm. Living Plus. What is going on here? It's, again, we're supposed to believe it's kind of like the next day again. Seemingly, I don't know. We're I'm not getting into the timeline again, but yeah, it opens with them watching, or Kendall specifically watching this uh, pre-recorded video of Logan Mm -hmm. talking about this concept around land cruises. So it's basically like a cruise, but you're on land. Which again, I was struggling to get my head around this. So it's kind of like again, this episode is not sponsored by Center Parks, but like it's Center Parks meets emerald park r.i.p mr tato meets netflix meets some kind of retirement home
3: it seems like a retirement prison it's basically it's a retirement home where all your needs are met by some machine that's in your like like basically like alexa as far as like
2: okay okay see you should have been on that episode because you would have explained it more simply to me you should have been given the presentation (laughs)
3: I got really confused because like, as I said to you about before we started recording, there was like a lot of business jargon. And I was like, what is going on on this? Like, I didn't do business for the even Cert. I didn't do no. economics.
2: I did geography and that's, look where it's got me, <laughs> posting two fucking podcasts. <laughs> 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 oh my God. Yeah, I will say I did enjoy this episode, but it was, it was heavy in the content figuring out that, Kind of yeah. how we're gonna push this, whatever. And at some points, it lost me.
3: Yeah, I was very. But happy. as I said, I had the lads with me, so at some point, I was like, pause. I was like, what's happening? And like <laughs> it's also one of the shows, like if you go on your phone for even one second, which I always do, you get completely lost. I was like, wait, what's happening? Who's who's talking to who? So anyway, uh, I'm just faster yeah. to watch TV with. But anyway, go on. That's why that's why I'm presenting a TV podcast. <laughs>
2: We're both extremely qualified. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, as I said, the episode opens. Logan is talking about this. It's this video for an investor day that was planned. But Logan obviously rip as we already know. Um, so he does not get to give the presentation mm. or this video. But he's talking about these land cruises. And it's funny because it's like very typical of Logan. He's like absolutely allergic. He's not excited at all. He's being prompted behind the camera to like be more excited about this land cruise offering and living plus and all that jazz and he's like getting pissed off and kendall's kind of watching and laughing and they're watching it like over and over again because he's prepping for this investor day because himself and roman will have to give the presentation now talking about living plus and the land cruises as they're the co ceos Mm -hmm. and again you're seeing kind of shiv continuing to be squeezed out and getting frustrated by it like what do you think is because obviously, there's a whole other subplot then with Tom in this, and she's still in contact with Madsen, but she's not like fully fucking the lads over to Madsen. Like she's still in. Like what? Mm. What do you think is her plan at the minute, business wise and with the company? Is it simply just biding her
3: time? So I think there, there's a few things that I thought in this in this first season, in this first scene. So what we see here is like you know the video of Logan prepping for this presentation, but then completely losing his temper with the people behind the camera with the with the makeup lady and I thought that Kendall was like this is a perfect video to release to the public to show how much of a monster he was that's what I thought it was was happening at the very start
2: oh yeah
3: and then I thought it, it eventually transpires as you say that Kendall is going to give the presentation he's going to introduce this concept living plus which as I say is basically like a retirement home with Alexa as far as I can see like a, an inbuilt inter, entertainment system like you were on a cruise but it's actually on land which again is my idea of hell but he's going to present it and Shiv is kind of happy to let him go off because she thinks he's going to fail. That's where I thought we were basically with the with the two with, where we were at the very start of the episode. Um,
2: yeah because you have the like Kendall is going full Kendall again with I want to build like a a, a replica of our house and stuff on the stage and I want there to be clouds, clouds. and it's all very theatrical and the turnaround times are so tight and he's like everyone say yes to me this is a great rule I'm the I'm the greatest boss ever and as you said you're dead right Shiv is watching on the sidelines being like okay Kendall is gonna Kendall again so like it'll be fine they'll you know Madsen will be like what the fuck move her in or something you know what I mean like there'll be some kind of rejigging and Shiv will be there waiting in the wings Um, and that's when she also kind of gets in Roman's ear to be like he is losing the plot again you can see this you do not want to be attached or associated with this so step back and she is willingly unwillingly or like unwittingly maybe like kind of furthering that divide or like redividing that divide between them because they have had this such united front post death and we're just kind of seeing it gradually be chipped away by each of them which with each kind of chess move they're making against each other but
3: well, See, there's a bit of Kendall that will always be David Brent from The Office. And I think that's what we see. To, that's what we saw in <laughs> last night's episode, where he's just like so ridiculous. And he's like, yeah, make me a full replica of what this living plus house would look like on stage. And I want to see clouds. And again, he's like forcing people to agree with him and to pander to his every demand. And I think the, the other two, I always think Shiv and Roman are, are far more sensible than he is. And then that's that's just what that's what, what we see that there and now the most sensible thing is to distance themselves for what they think is going to be a complete dud, which is eventually this presentation on stage where he's talking to all the investors, and uh, and he's. Uh, he's in convincing them of the benefits of this living plus, which is a completely new. To me, it sounded a lot like the metaverse. Do you remember the thing that Mark Zuckerberg...
2: Yeah, that was the other thing I was going to say. It's like metaverse meets Central Parks, meets Netflix meets all the other things I said. Like, the, where we're all or like Roblox, you know what I mean? Where we're all there, but like we're in a pool, like Sims, yeah, but it's three really it like...
3: Very, and, and and it did seem, it, it I mean, it seemed for such a long time that they were going to fail as well because it, because, and again, this is where I got really confused. So, um, but basically, Kendall was going to lie on stage to the investors and say that um, what he was going, what with this new concept, this new product, Living Plus, that they would make double what the company already makes with the cruises, the theme parks, whatever. Um, and then, but that that seemed to be a complete lie. And then we see Greg going behind the scenes, and he's asking the guys to edit um, what was said. Uh, edit Logan's presentation which was already recorded before his death to make it sound as if he was saying oh we're going to double the profits or whatever something that isn't true um, which is which is lying to your investors which I think from my very basic mm-hmm. understanding of business is not a good thing to do
2: yeah, yeah. that's also see lying but yeah. lying equals bad is what <laughs> I from my vague yeah for my school education, does not seem good. But then you had, yeah, you had these scenes where Kendall's like meeting with the lads who actually know the numbers and he's trying to see what we can squeeze out of them, like find the truth in the data to use, yeah. to like present the best numbers and not like the things that are actually maybe true or a true reflection that aren't like great, that aren't snazzy, that aren't like sexy. And that's again, when you have the prior to the presentation, uh, and at this point Roman's pulled out Because she's gotten Into his ear Roman's like You can no. do it I believe in you Kendall's got these Matching jackets made And they did Oh that kind of killed me I was like Oh this is so pathetic Kendall what are you doing Especially Roman pulls out Roman's like the,
3: the jacket had CEO On the sleeve Did you see that I was like Oh my god he's, Yeah oh, I think he is top But
2: gun. it's like A little space bomber jacket Like you'd get it in pennies Or something
3: Like yeah. it's oh. He obviously saw a Top Gun And was also impressed By Glenn Powell I do <laughs> <think. laughs> Oh,
2: God. As someone who cried at Top Gun, same, Kendall. (laughs) (laughs) There's just something about male relationships and friendships on screen and planes. What can I say? (laughs) Oh, anyway, sorry. Roman's pulled out at this point and Kendall's kind of having a mild banger going on stage and Carl corners him. Carl's Hmm. the CFO, so like financial officer, chief financial officer. And this is the time where we get like a real reaction from Carl and something we've never seen before where he's like, paraphrasing, but he's like, if you go up there and you put up fake numbers, like, you're done. Like, I do not put up, do not say shit up there that I can't stand over. Yeah. Um, And then he does it anyway. Like, and it's yeah. interesting to see the reaction from Carl and Carl even say it, it should be like, you know, I had to put up with your dad for so long and you can see that he doesn't have the same level of respect or mm-hmm. fear for Kendall. He's like, fuck you and if you go up there and do this, like, you're... I I, you're dead like I'm done with you
3: yeah I thought it was so I was so impressed by Carol who as you say is the chief financial officer of the company because he literally goes up to Kendall and he's like don't you fucking dare do this and he he, he can he can match him like you know uh, move by move he's like what are you going to do fire me a week after taking over the company it's going to look like you're absolutely panicking and and you know you're getting rid of all Mm. the talent and it's so and Jerry as we saw also did the same thing so in there's a kind of a side plot where Roman is told to go over and to talk to the head of the studio the movie studio and I my understanding was that he was meant to go over and kind of like butter her up and try and you know you know motivate her to do better and then he ends up just having an argument with her where he feels somewhat emasculated or challenged in some way and then he just decides to fire her on the spot and then Jerry confronts him and she's like, what the hell are you doing? How can you do this? You know, She's already hired outside counsel. I can't keep, keep cleaning up your messes. Um, and then Kendall is like, you have to believe that I am as good as my father. And then you see this awful pause where Jerry, he's, a, he's like, you know, say it. And she's like, do you want me to say it? Or do you want me to believe it? And I think that just gives such an insight into what the, the, the executives think of the children. And how they're like, oh, for fuck's sake, we have to deal with these kids who th- are getting far too big for their boots. Uh, and then I think Jerry calls Kendall, not Jerry calls Roman uh, a weak monarch in a dangerous interregnum. And I was like, what a fantastic turn of phrase. What the hell does that mean? You know, I was just like, it, was, it was amazing. And I was Perfect. like, wait, Paul, what does mean? Um, and, but, and then Roman goes and he fires Jerry. And that really got my back up because Jerry is my bay.
2: We know what happened the last time Roman fired Jerry. Someone died. So who's dying? oh my god someone's dying Owen that's it you like your tongue shall not stand over Jerry Jerry will strike with a sword whatever that
3: expression is every tongue that rises against her shall fall it's so yes thank you that was much better than whatever the fuck I tried to say oh my god
2: yeah that whole side plot was interesting again because again you're seeing like the, di- the total differences between like Roman cosplaying as his dad like angry like bullish just Mm. cruel like thinking he knows best about everything and just not because he's not Logan and he's not that capable and then you have Kendall who's like doing uh,
3: they're they're not as effective they're not as good they're Mm. I mean they're, they're doing things that Logan would never do because they don't make any business sense like it didn't make sense to get rid of the hilariously named Joy from the movie studio Because she was super well connected and seemed to have her head on her shoulders. It doesn't make sense to also to fake the numbers on stage in front of all the investors, which he does anyway. And it doesn't make sense to get rid of Jerry because she's by far and away the most effective counsel or lawyer that they have there. But so and so they are they are scrambling. And it is like, you know, when somebody takes over a government and then they start really panicking and they're just getting rid of anyone that they think is in any way treacherous. And that's like, you know, it's just opening up for a coup d'etat. See, I can use other words in that. But
2: it also seems like just to go... <laughs> but, it, but it also seems like just go back to joy really quickly. Like the issue wasn't joy. So the thing with the movie and like you saw it kind of being screened for the Swedes and the Norwegians and the Scandinavians <laughs> when they were over in Norway. Yeah. And there seems to be this issue with the movie where it's like loads of reshoots. There's producers leaving because of like mental health issues and basically it's costing like more and more money and joe joy not joe tried to make the point roman that it's like it's the it's the jared mencken connection is like making it difficult for them as you mentioned earlier this connection to this far right guy isn't the it's bleeding into every aspect of the business they're like we can't get other talent on board because we're associated with this guy and again i think it's that thing as you said where Joy's like joy does know better than roman kind of says as much. Roman feels undermined and then it's like, right, I'm going to do my best Logan and I'm in charge and I can just throw the firings around just like my dad did, blah, blah, blah. But you have Kendall who has tried to also cosplay Logan before when he tried to be in the company and take over and stuff and not do it well. And he seems to... He's like, there's been a couple of missteps. We'll go back to the presentation a little bit more, but like he's otherwise kind of nailing it and even... The others are admitting it, like the siblings are like, he's actually doing a lot better than we thought. The old guard are kind of caught off guard by how well he's done. Mm. Matt.
3: The presentation actually was quite good. I mean, anyone, anyone's ever had to... You know, I,
2: it sold me on it at the end. Actually,
3: I was like, it sounds wonderful. And I hate I'm like, <laughs> I was like, wow, <laughs> that sounds great. You know? The only bit I did, and I know you texted me when you were watching it, like my heart did almost, I like, my, my my heart almost fell out of my throat when I saw that Logan came on stage. So we actually used, he spliced up some of the old presentation and he pretended to be like talking to his father on stage. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to be absolutely horrendous. That really freaked me out.
2: <laughs> like I was under a blanket watching it for I was cringing. I was a cr- lot of it. Like it's oh. so... It's so, but again, you're seeing him like process his grief in real time. Like there's a part of me that thinks, okay, yeah, this is like an emotive spiel that will convince other people that haven't seen that from us before because people think we hate our dad and stuff. We have this really fractious relationship, but like you could see him kind of buying it towards the end when he's like, what would I give for another year at my dad? Say all the things unsaid. Well, that's priceless. And he's like crying. I don't believe that was a bitch. Like I believe it's, he's really struggling with this like, trying to be his dad Mourning his dad Fucking hating his dad mm. Complicated
3: I also had, Sorry I Just when you reminded me there That one of the aspects Of this Living Plus thing Is that it's also Kind of like Going to lengthen People's lives And it's going to Offer them treatments That will make them Live longer Isn't that it So Yes That's kind of And that's why I think we saw um, So Matson is watching This presentation Live And he, then he tweets A meme Which kind of re- References Living Plus To being like A Nazi camp yeah. He said it's like something like something macht frei, which is what what was above like all the concentration camps. And then that's that's the first question that Kendall is, is asked. He's like, oh, i have got to open it to the floor. If anyone has any questions. And they're like, what do you think of Matson's um, comment here? And that's where he gives the really powerful answer where he says, you know, if I had one more year of my dad, that would be priceless, which seems to convince everyone, including Matson, who then deletes the meme. Which I thought was...
2: Like, I didn't know how that was going to go. I was like, oh, they've nailed it. And then he's going to fall at this final hurdle with the tweet. Because obviously he hadn't seen it because he was giving the presentation. And then it's just like, he does it. He's, I just, I'm loving, I know this isn't going to end well for any of them, probably Kendall, but like, I'm loving this re-energised man. And I'm, he's convincing me he could do it, even though... I've seen three 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 and a half seasons of this I know he can't I know he can't
3: Do you just fancy him though? Are you just mixing him up with the with the Jeremy Strong at the Met Gala?
2: I fancy both of them And it's really hard to separate the two Like, And he was giving Scooby-Doo at the Met Gala in the best way I was at Monsters Unleashed I was like yes daddy give it to me Give it to me please oh I love him which, I love
3: him. This is actually a side note, but like because it was on last night as well the Met Gala, who do you think would stay the best at the Met Gala of all the succession characters?
2: Oh that's a great question. Mm. Um who do I think do you know what? I think if Logan hadn't died and Logan brought Kerry, I feel like Kerry would have worn something absolutely fucking nuts (laughs) and would have been like ridiculed about it. Like not in a way that it was like, this is interesting and subversive. Like people have been like, this is the fugliest thing I've ever seen. And then there would have been an entire PR campaign around like, how do we repackage this? That it's not like an absolute blemish on the company Though I don't think Logan would have gone To the Met Gala I, He doesn't strike me As someone who cares About the funding for arts no, Or fashion I feel like Shiv Shiv would have given I think she, A good go as well
3: she would, have, she would have got her hair cut Got her hair did, And she would have looked Unbelievable So I think yeah. maybe be Shiv Also did you know That Anna Wintour And Bill Nye were dating
2: I completely forgot I feel like I'd heard whisper, Whisperings about it A couple of months ago Or she was with him At some of the Oscar parties yeah. And then they were just like There at the red carpet And nobody like there was no, it was just like they were there and it was like grand. I was like,
3: I feel like we should be making a bigger wow. deal about this. I'm like, he's the guy, he's the ageing rock star from Love Actually. Christmas is all around.
2: <laughs> he's going out with. She definitely like, makes him like lion sing that. She's like, sing it to me again, Bill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she doesn't, I don't know why she's an Essex accent, but. Well. <laughs> like, oh, Bill. Sing me the one I love, yeah. Bill. <laughs> she's like twisting her bob in bed. <laughs> anyway let's go back to Anna Wintour and Bill Nye of Succession Shiv and Tom because this takes up a lot of the episode as well
3: yeah and I was like so I was sitting there and I was like this is a disgrace and I could just see I was watching with Tommy Dara and Ronan all their heads just like darted to the side they were like what do you mean they're all team Tom Ronan was there going on about how he was like oh well Tom played Mr. Darcy in Pride and Prejudice he's super handsome I was like you were four years old when that was released (laughs) <laughs> what do to Tom I'm so also
2: that wasn't Tom that was Matthew McFadden, like yeah, they're exactly let's try and separate them out girls
3: yes so true they're different characters it's I'm some, I'm completely against this what is Shiv doing I'm like so basically what we see in this episode is that they go back and they kind of they shift uh, oh no they do this very weird thing where they bite each other's arms in public I'm like what is this uh, give it its correct
2: title it's called Bitey <laughs> I kind of love this because we saw at the end of the last episode she's like asks him to go for dinner and there's kind of we don't get an answer and then we see them back here it is a bit of like a head fuck because it's like they're back here and it seems like they're sleeping together again oh it's just great I don't, like was it literally just off that one meeting they had pre-bitey where she's like <laughs> Finds a meeting room to have forty five minutes where she's like scheduling her grief. Tom accidentally walks in on her, and they have this like really intimate moment. And are they just immediately shagging? Then after that, or what?
3: I don't know, but they definitely were shagging by the end of the episode because they had the classic, you know, what they do with the TV episodes where the, the guy's fixing his pants and she's putting her. I was like, oh my god, you know, I'm like <laughs> scandalous, you know. I'm like, oh, you think they're having sex?
2: But you think it's a bad idea because I idea. Why do Why do you think that?
3: I just, I, I would never forgive Tom for what he did to them at the end of season three when he betrayed mm. to Logan. And I thought that Shiv, but maybe, I don't know, maybe she, she's pregnant and she's like, okay, I need to get back with him. I just think he's weak. The more I think Tom is weak. I think he's like, he's sniveling and he's like, he's a suck up. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting what? really into it here.
2: Yeah, you're very cross.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't normally feel this I
2: it, what did you think about his admission that he was only ever with her or like one of his main reasons for getting with her was always the money. Like it never was just love. I think there was a part of me that it caught me a bit off guard, but I think that was my own bias around the Shiv-Tom love stories. And it was like, again, the thing that I talked about earlier, Tom's the eternal doormat, Shiv is, you know, all powerful, has all the control of the relationship. To see him kind of admit that, frankly, I was like, oh, maybe they are more equal than... Yeah. I gave them credit for or realized
3: I think yeah I think um, I I th- I also think Tom has fallen for Shiv though again I think there is a, there is some love that's definitely there but mm-hmm. I mean I don't think there were ever like I don't think they' were ever an example of a very healthy relationship and we were even talking about this today last night like you remember at Tom's bachelor party didn't he go off with Tabitha like Shiv suggested having an open relationship on their wedding night um very gay man of her um like I just think it was never the strongest of foundations. So I just think it's always it's oh, it's gonna fall and Shave needs to get her head out of the clouds. So
2: the more I sit and think about Gav Riley's theory, shout out Gav, the more I'm like, I think that could be right. Even after watching this, 'cause I think there I think there is love there. But I think Who won the game the ultimate one-up for Shiv is like getting to the top somehow and being able to sack Tom. Now that you say it, I'm like, that would be yeah. like out in his oysters or Compute- Whatever that is Whatever you say that But whatever He's sacked She's single mom Living it up Head of the company You know what I mean That The more I sit in it The more I'm like and that, It's the spider ensnaring snaring in the web And maybe Tom thinks He's more clever Than he is now Because he did initially Pull over the fuck over But now and, uh, Shiv I, 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 is always going to be More clever yeah, I, I don't he, know
3: He's like Icarus Flying close to the sun Now that he's not On the kill list Mmm but the oh, you
2: love the, the you're loving the mythology today I must oh, say
3: look at me you see I did history for the demons art so ah, there we go
2: there you go <laughs> it's all coming out it's all coming out okay what do we think is what do we think is coming up what's happening next well, is I, this deal gonna go through do we think what's gonna happen with Chiv and Tom Anything else? I'm going to be honest, I'm worried about Roman. I think all signs to this because actually, sorry, we didn't mention the end of this episode, we see Roman having a banger about the fact that Kendall's getting all this credit for this amazing presentation and we see Roman listening to a clip of his dad that's been doctored in the car and I couldn't fully hear what he'd been doctored to say but it was something, he's insulting Roman anyway, he's saying that he is a micro dick and something else. I didn't catch the end of it but he's listening to it over and over again and it's one of the saddest things I've ever seen and I'm so This does not end well. I don't think it ends well for any of them, but I I definitely don't think it ends well for Roman. And I think he could be maybe death number two this season.
3: Oh, no, don't say that. Jesus, Fanula.
2: I don't want it to happen. I really don't want to wish it into existence, but...
3: I'm aghast. Um,
2: I'm scared. scared. I think everyone thinks it's going to be Kendall because he's the more obvious candidate. But then, I don't know. What do you think?
3: Well, Kendall was... um, living his e pray, love moment at the end where he goes into the sea and, like, swims. But, like, does it ever end well whenever Kendall goes into, goes into water?
2: No. no, but did you see all the TikToks where it was, like, he got into water and he didn't die. We've won, <laughs> girls. Like, he's finally safe around bodies of water. I think, and then you have a lot of people reading into, like, the motif of it You know what I mean That it's like It was kind of Rebirth Like baptism oh, Just because no. he doesn't drown I'm like Okay no. Okay girlies But I I missed this And again I saw it on a TikTok Did you see him riding The number one in the sand?
3: Oh no I didn't notice that
2: oh, You're my number one boy Kendall You're my number one boy
3: <laughs> oh my god I'm scared. You're You're a bit too excited Who won the game of bitey? Tom did mm. So oh, we
2: never be, even. Yeah, we did, we forgot to go back to bitey. Yeah, then they're in the. We're, they're in the. Basically, they're in the middle of this investor day, and then they're flirting and like chatting. And she's like, "Do you want to play bitey? It's this game I used to play when we were when we were kids, whatever. Which is an actual real life game that came from one of the writers is from it? with their siblings. Yes. Weird. Weird. Anyway. Anyway. But I was like,
3: and you, um, you're in public. Like this. Like the investors here are just either they're either blind or they're stupid. <laughs> Like,
2: That's what I couldn't get over. They're in this big group of people, and they're like arms interlinking, biting each other at full pelt.
3: Insane. Matson, Matson's draining his blood and sending it to Ebba. whereas Shun, no, Shun, Shiv is drawing. Shun. <laughs> my poor friend Shun is going to be listening to this and be like, Excuse me. <laughs> Shiv is drawing blood left, right, and centre. It's just I don't know. Oh, I don't know Lord I
2: don't Lord. know a lot I, I, Sorry Before we go I don't know if you saw the clip as well Where they're talking about Shooting that scene And Sarah Snook's like Yeah I actually didn't find it that painful And Matthew McFanagan's like Yeah no it was really painful These guys <laughs> 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 Just gnawing the arms off each other Like
3: Literally You know
2: Oh Anyway, any any final predictions before I let you go?
3: No, but I, I so I think I think there's like a few more episodes coming up. I actually had forgotten. You're right. The funeral is probably going to be one of the last episodes because th- that was not the trailer. And then also we have a board meeting, don't we?
2: Yes, I forgot that.
3: Yeah, I fucking live for a board meeting. It's gonna be class.
2: Oh, it's gonna be so good. Big shoes. Big, big shoes. Big 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 big, big shoes. <laughs> Big, big when, shoes. These are so When repeating
3: big shoes, I was like, oh my God, it's like watching Kerry doing her audition, but just like, <laughs> I was cringing so bad.
2: Oh. Smiling about fires and natural disasters. Oh, <laughs> I hope we get to see Kerry again. I miss
3: her a small no, bit. One of my friends, this is a real side note, I was watching the news and there was a thing about a tornado. And they were like, oh my God, tell Darren he loves extreme weather events. And then he ran into, ran into <laughs> the kitchen. He's like, I do love extreme weather events.
2: Jesus Christ. He's the Or Darren Connolly. You're you're getting rinsed here. The poor lad. Oh. What a specific thing to love. Extreme weather, extreme weather events. Anyway. Anyway. Owen. What a pleasure as always. Owen Keane. Happy to have you here. Yeah, the yeah. Tom well you can be the chef and I'll be Tom. How does that sound?
3: Okay. <laughs>
2: okay you can't see this but he's biting his arm it's weird uh, this has been the third episode of Suckheads the Succession Recap Podcast unofficially for season four Sponsored you can by watch all episodes of what?
3: Sponsored by Central Parks.
2: <laughs> I wish I definitely not now oh my I'm going to be on a list no I actually haven't I was invited down to the spa day or the press day for the spa and then I couldn't go oh
3: uh-huh.
2: yeah too not many, to brag
3: it's too little time for yeah <laughs>
2: Okay, fuck you. I'm done with this. This has been Socket. All episodes of Succession can be streamed on now and new episodes Monday nights on Sky Atlantic, 9pm. I'm pretty sure. I usually watch on now, so I don't actually know. Uh, And we will see you again in two weeks. Bye! Planning for your next trip?